Welcome to episode 88 of Flight Football and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Well, uh, after eight hours of driving, I got a little problem with my sciatica and on my ankle that I had surgery on acting up, and but I'm still better than most, not as good as some. How are you, Mike? Splendid. Pod night. Beer to be drank. Or is it beer to be drunk? No, it's beer to be drank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. All right. Yeah, beer to be drank. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, how can you get better than that, really? <laughs> I agree. <clears throat> so what do we got? Uh, I'm going to get right into it. How about we do that? Let's do it. All right. First tasting tonight is a collaboration from Stone Brewing and Modern Times uh, Beer Company. Uh, Stone Brewing is the is the big dog. Um, I think in uh, oh shoot, they are in Richmond, Virginia, and they are in Escondido, California. So they got their east east coast west coast thing covered. And this is Wizards and Gargoyle Hazy Coffee IPA. I don't know that we've had a coffee IPA on the no, pod. No, they're normally stouts or yeah, porters. porters. Yep. yep. Uh, so, Wizards and Gargoyles Hazy Coffee IPA. We're at 7% with this guy and 51 IBUs. Now, how do, as we uh, crack these bad boys open, mm-hmm. I wonder, it would be nice if we could, if we ever go to the YouTube end of this to get to increase our hundreds of thousands of listeners into millions and millions of subscribers. I wonder how they do this collaboration, Virginia to California. I mean, like, does one, like, does the well, Virginia no. thing? No, so here's no, my portion. Stone, Stone is in both. Okay, so it, it was brewed and canned by Stone Brewing in both of those places. Well, what does Modern Times have to do? Uh, Modern Times must have been, have, uh, who know, who the hell knows. I, I didn't read that much into it. But Maybe they, Modern Times is where they got their coffee from. There you go. Could be. Or they got and some, the notes, I, some proprietary. I, the notes have 0% coffee and nope. a lot of tangerine or grape. Is that tangerine or grapefruit? Grapefruit. Grapefruit, yep. yep. There's no fucking coffee whatsoever in that. On, looks, this, on the scent. No, on the notes, yeah, yeah. And it looks like an IPA. Yeah, it looks like a hazy IPA. Yep. So. All right. Cheers. cheers. In my not a big deal glass. Yeah, we double not a big deal from Barstool Sports. Pick us up, guys. Come on out, Presidente. No coffee. No coffee taste. Do you? Oh, wait a minute. There it is. On the, on the finish, there it is. it's remotely there, but to call it a hazy coffee IPA is a bit misleading. <laughs> Although, yeah, I mean, when you smell it, you, you say there's absolutely no way there's fucking coffee in this beer. And it, it's like, for whatever reason, tickled your knee. I have no reason why <laughs> it just know. tickled your knee under the table. But um, The listeners didn't know how uncomfortable <laughs> it just felt. But uh, it, it only took 88 episodes for me to come on to you, Dave. But um, not that there's anything wrong with They're that. Not nope. You know, so on the scent, you 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 look and say, "Now nah, there's no fucking way there's coffee in this." And then on the taste, it's no. Okay, maybe a hint of coffee on the finish, but a bit misleading. 
Yeah, but drinkable. Oh, it's I, good. I, IPA. Yeah, I, yeah, I have yeah. no, I have no qualms with the first two drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you got going, Mike? What's what's a what's our first topic? Uh, what is our first topic? Oh, uh, you know our fine friends that spilling the nachos. That's spilling with no G. They just released their twelfth episode. Uh, but it's available on Anchor and Spotify at least. I'm sure others, because Anchor does a hell of a job getting yeah. Shit I listen out. to yeah. it on Spotify. So I listen. I, know I listen to all my shit on Spotify. Yeah. Spotify is the king, as far as I'm concerned. I don't have iTunes because I don't have an iPhone. But um, Apple Podcasts is good, but a little clunky compared to Spotify. and a lot of. But I've heard like on I think podcasts like it. like uh, podcasts like even the roll the Jesselneck Rosenthal Vanity Project JRVP Junior Vice President. That's a fucking free plug for those guys. And I know we have as many listeners as they do. Um, they've even said a, a number of times the, uh, the Apple thing, people are like, reach out and say, Hey, why aren't you guys doing pods? And they're like, yeah, we're doing one every week on all things comedy. Yeah. But something in the Apple system is a little clunky with podcasts. So I, I have no idea if we're, I assume we're on either iTunes or Apple podcasts or whatever, but all, yeah. <laughs> I think everybody that I know that listens to flight football and anything else listens either via anchor the link i sent out or on spotify i'm sure there's some apple people out there but I, i'm not an apple person so i don't know that for a fact but anyway yeah those guys are chugging right along 12 episodes um at some point the four of us are going to get together and you know we'll do a collab on our pod and or a collab on their pod but yep. uh, the dates the infamous like the IBUs NA, the infamous TBD to be determined. Um, and then with everybody with day jobs, it gets tough to right. And you're yeah, you're about ready to go back to work after like 17 months off. So, uh, oh, but it, yeah, I the first ever cross pod corrections corner. They do like to bust their balls a little bit because we're older. And they say we don't know how to work our Facebook, which I think we've made abundantly clear we don't know fucking how to work our Facebook page. So, I mean, it's not like they're really right. throwing dirt at us because we fucking have thrown dirt on ourselves. And it's like, well, yeah, this Facebook thing is fucking stupid. I ought to sue Mark Zuckerberg because I don't fucking understand how this works. And it, it's, it's really confusing. But, like, Nate says, you know, hey, I'm, you know, he gave us our prop, gave us a shout-out on episode 12. And he's like, well, um, you know, I don't know what – what Facebook page it was of theirs because they have like 53 of them, but actually it's more confusing for the people that are actually posting it because all you have to do if you're on Facebook is search flights, football, and anything else. And that will take you to the podcast page. Correct. Now you and I do other things on the Mike and Dave page, the Dave page, the Mike page. I don't do shit on the Dave page. Well, you don't, sh- do, only... sh- you don't do shit on the, any of the pages. Well, <laughs> well occasionally, right occasionally <laughs> post a picture here or there. Hey, but... my job is to update the, the, the ranking list. So there you go. Okay, right. and, sure you're doing a, gets, and you're doing sure a, uh, maybe a subpar job at that because that comes out every like eight weeks. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I digress. So for those that are posting, they have to know where they're posting the shit to. And I think the only drawback to our Facebook, our uh, flights, football, and anything else actual page, I don't know if Joe Facebook, Joe Facebooker, can actually post anything on our page. I think a, they used to. I went into the settings and it said, any you know, and I looked at it and said anybody can post to this page. So I said, well, I don't want that to happen. 
so I've said it to you know anybody that wants to post. You know, we have to review it first. No, well, then I think you get rid of that. I, if, but if I'm in, let's get rid of that. We want everybody on there. We want the good, the bad, the ugly, as Josie Wales would say. All right. Let anybody post anything. All right. Well, well, I don't even know. I have I haven't gotten anything, or I haven't seen anything that says, "Hey, you have ninety nine posts to review before submission or something." I get so. more notifications from the Mike and Dave page than I do any other page. Yeah, we got to shut that down. But so. if that's how the listener, but you know, so we just got to spread the wealth. So um, anyway, but yeah, but so Nate and Tommy, bear with us. I mean, it's not you know we've we're self proclaimed Facebook fucking idiots. But yeah, once we can get this juggernaut up, up, up and running, you know, Joe Rogan and company better, you know, Pat McAfee, Joe Rogan, those fuckers better fucking run for cover. Well, and you understand from the get-go, they had their system and their network set up because those guys didn't, I'm sure they didn't personally set up their... Oh, no. They, and, they, they got a team of people and unlike, that are, unlike you or I, Joe Rogan actually had a television, he, he wasn't the star, but he was a co-star on a... Yeah, television sitcom on one of the big three when there was only the big three television. Oh, yeah. I, so well, you know, Joe Rogan's the man. You know, so <laughs> you know he's operating. You know, he's the deck is a little stacked in Joe's favor, <laughs> but we're going to catch him eventually. I mean, oh yeah, yeah I've I got mean, all kinds of YouTube videos lined up to try. We're to almost learn. a quarter of a percentage point to try to learn this to show. his number of followers. <laughs> so now maybe a. And we're nowhere near a quarter of a percentage no, point. Yeah, we're like maybe don't at try point, to do the math. Maybe, maybe we're like maybe we're like point zero 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 three. I'm going sh- to shut down the computer and I'm going to go home if you make if you keep right. doing the math. But anyway, so yeah, so listen to both of us, and I'd like to say listen to that. Don't forget the popcorn. But Dave and Wes have kind of fucked us over and stopped producing. That was a good podcast. I did. I spilling nachos is good too, but I really thoroughly enjoyed uh, Wes and Dave on Don't Forget the Popcorn and. They released a Christmas episode and, you know, became recluses. Yeah. So come on, Dave. Chuck, you're a loyal listener. By the way, Chuck says we're going to have to start sharing loyalties with him because I mentioned him so much on the pod. So. <laughs> okay. So, all right, Chuck, so we've made 38 cents. I owe you, I'll give you, I'll give you 15 cents at work the next time I see you. <laughs> that seems fair. Really, yeah, because he's really driving the pod. So. <laughs> all right, so what else we got in the first segment here? All right, so I've got a question, Mike. Yes. I know you probably didn't follow it too much, and we don't need to dive into it, and I'm not really making light of it. So in case anybody thinks I am, I'm not. But to how bad does it have to be in your country when there's a C-17 rolling down the runway, and there's about 500, it's all closed up. The wheels are moving, engines are roaring, whatever those big-ass jet engines do. And you're trying to cling on, you're trying to hang on to a plane that's going to go to 37,000 feet. How bad does it, I mean, if you wonder, you know, how how bad does this, the Taliban, or how bad does it have to be for these people to be, I mean, that's got to be bad. It's got to be, in the videos, and some right. of you that are listening, um, and prior, you know, before the pod, you said you didn't see it, but there's YouTube videos, and there's all the disclaimers and warnings, you know, don't watch this if you're sensitive to this kind of thing blah blah blah. but at probably i'm gonna say uh, four thousand three thousand four thousand feet they highlight the the three guys that managed to hang on to that altitude falling off i mean how 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 bad does it have to be 
Well, that or the other thing that you can take is how stupid yeah, because now that that's okay. just a really no win situation. Okay, it's bad. It's like oh, the Taliban sucks. They're probably going to cut my head off. Yeah. But to choose that option is just re- I mean, why not just like run us, just start running the other direction and maybe like they'll be like ah, that's only one guy. Fuck it, let him go. Well, here's the thing, you know, I guess the women take the brunt of you know that form of um, that form of uh, Islamic religion. Um, that's the one thing you didn't see any women on the tarmac trying to hang on to the plane. So, I mean, in that case, you do have a point that, that, you know, maybe women are a little bit smarter than men in the sense that. Right. Well, and the other thing, like, like, um, when you mentioned just before we started recording today and I said, uh, I mean, as, as we approach, what's today, today, 22nd, nine, nine, 11. 20 days from the 20th reunion of September 11th, 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I guess that's... Although I side with the people of the World Trade Center more than these... Ta- I mean, because the Taliban people were on the ground... Or not Taliban people. The people in Afghanistan who wanted to catch this plane and get out of there. I mean, they were on... If I'm on the ground and I miss... Didn't miss the plane. I wasn't allowed on the plane, or whatever the situation was. I mean, I would have just started running. If they if they blast me with an AK forty seven and just cut me in half at the waist, okay, well, whatever. At least hey, I gave it the valiant effort. At least the people in the World Trade Center is like, because I mean, that was you know, smoke and the fire are coming up. It's probably one hundred and ninety six degrees at the time and only heating up. And you're like, oh fuck, there's there's no way I'm getting out of here. I don't want to burn alive. And to think that, you know, I'm going to jump from 100 stories. Yeah. I mean, that is, I mean, that's probably fear at its highest level because at some point, you know, as you're jumping, you're thinking to yourself, I don't want to burn alive, but there's no fucking chance in hell I'm surviving the. I mean, right. I don't understand the lot. I mean, I think you would, I, I think, you know, Thank God I wasn't working in the World Trade Center on September 11th, 2001. But I think what I would have done is probably just tried to run through the fire to get to the exit. And then if I burn alive, I burn alive, which would be a horrific way to go, I admit. But there is there is no chance whatsoever of surviving a 100-story fall. Right. I, I mean, you're you're better. It's like you know, I don't want to be burned alive because that's going. Because even if I survive, it may be worse than dying. Right. But yeah. you know, when you jump, when you make the decision, I'm jumping from 86, 91, 103, 74, whatever it was. Right. As soon as you leave the ledge, game over. Because there, I mean, there's no. It's like, well, if I maybe if I drop and roll, <laughs> you know, yeah, I can no. fracture a hip or something, you know, it's lights out. Right. You know, so, but yeah, so that's what, I would imagine that's what was going through those three people as they tried to jump on the plane, but I think it's just, you know, again, not making light of it, I think it's like, just fucking run. Yeah. Because there ain't no fucking no way you're going to go to 37, because even once you die, of, uh, let's say oh, yeah. you were able to hang on. Oh, would no, the oxygen kill you? Yeah, no, you're dead. <laughs> you know, so yeah. what is Lack the even, of yeah, yeah, exactly. So what is the point of even trying that? That's what I couldn't figure out. I mean, it's got to be that bad that your so your your mind just goes to that place where you're you're not you you logically can't go through the steps. Well, wait a minute. What am I doing? This is this is unless I just saw Die Harder. 
and saw what Bruce Willis did on the <laughs> the runway of, in Alpina. No. So. No, but in uh, the other the other part, I know you didn't um, you didn't get this either. You didn't see the article like when they landed, and you know they inspected the plane after it landed in wherever Turkey or you know United Arab Arab Emirates or wherever they found body parts in the wheel, the the wheel cargo bay, like still. So people were trying to get in there as the plane is taking off and hanging out or whatever, yeah. and it's like wow. It's got, it's got to be. That's another level of fear. I don't think I've, I, I obviously I've never experienced. Well, yeah, nor have I. <laughs> I mean, other than watching the Red Sox lately, I mean that probably <laughs> equa- is borderline equal. But um, I'm going to show my ignorance here to our listeners. But hey, we've always had full disclosure. Sure. Um, I've got my. Oh, speaking of which, are we switching for, topics? No, not yet. Okay. But speaking of which. Uh, one week from the night, episode 89 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. A little early peek behind the curtain. My Fantasy Football League draft is at 4 p.m. We are recording at 7 p.m. Um, as most of the listeners know, that you know, I drink responsibly, drink like an adult, and I can handle myself accordingly. Never and, drive. <laughs> well, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. There's there no way I'm driving just because I don't trust myself. But. There's a potential train wreck on episode 89, especially if we're at the Destination Bourbon House, even though, because Mike Klein's in my fantasy league, gotcha, and he gotcha, said, yeah. if you can't find any place to have it, yep. have it at my place. And, you know, we the at episode 59, when I was out to the Destination Bourbon Studios, we all know how that fucker ended up. So um, <laughs> join us next week at episode 89 if you really want to... Uh, witness a in-audio train wreck. Um, Michael probably hand you several of those, uh, yeah, those 14% bourbon yeah, barrels. Yeah. yeah, and then I'll be drafting like Barry Sanders and shit. <laughs> um, but where was I going with that? That was somehow related to Afghanistan. Oh, pleading ignorance. Yeah. Um, and because us pulling out, us being the United States, pulling out of Afghanistan has nothing to do with my upcoming fantasy draft because I'm not drafting any People that are stationed in Afghanistan, which, by the way, guys, if you're listening, thank you for your service to our country. Love you. Semper Fi. And all the other slogans for the other branches, but I only know the, I only know the Marines, which right. is Semper Fi. Um, what did we pull out of Afghanistan for? I, 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 I'm oh, pleading I mean, ignorance. I don't follow it. I don't want, I don't have anything to do with politics. And as listeners know, I mean, I voted for uh, Barack Obama because I felt he was a better wingman than John McCain. <laughs> you know, so. So, I mean, uh, Trump, that was part of his campaign was, you know, we're going to bring our boys home. I think Hillary wanted to keep going on the offensive and just keep plugging away, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think, I don't, I don't really think. Biden, if I remember correctly, he was kind of wishy-washy about the whole thing. But from what I read and what I heard that, you know, he, he started talking to all the all the powers that be that are over there that are in charge of the whole thing. And everybody seemed to, and even the other countries, everybody seemed to have a different perspective on what to do. And nothing was really happening. I mean, we were still, we were kind of kicking the can down the road, uh, spending billions and billions of dollars. And we weren't really getting anywhere with this thing. And so um, 
my personal opinion with the way that things shook out, somebody made some kind of backdoor deal with the Taliban or something happened where, you know, um, you know, we're going to, we'll make a deal with you. We're going to pull out of the country and take all of, you know, most or all of our troops and, you know, uh, but I don't know. I, I don't know enough. I'm obviously I'm not in Washington. I'm not in the, no, you're you know, at the North studios. I'm in Sacramento, <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> So I, but that's kind of the, that was kind of the deal. It's like, what are we doing? Why, you know, we're spending a shit ton of money over the last 20 years. Are we going to get more of our people killed, spend more of our money over there and not really get anywhere with it? Like we have in the last 10 years. So, um, yeah, I'm sure my mom's going to have a comment on our Facebook page about this because my mom's real and real, really in tune to all the, uh, and a lot of people were super pissed off. Like, Hey, we just, we wasted a lot of lives. We wasted a lot of money. We, but why continue to do so? At some point you got to fucking rip the bandaid off and say, you know what? Hey, ain't fucking working. So let's, (laughs) that's kind of like like my closing of this segment. You ain't got to go home, but you got to get the fuck up out of here. I I think that's where it basically (laughs) got to. It's like, yeah, you know, some people are going to be upset, but, um, you know, there's going to be some service men and women that get to go home, you know, with all their body parts. Uh, Grandpa Blackhawk will have his take on this because I know he's much more in tune to the political nature of the world than I am because, you know, politics just bore me. I mean, you know, (laughs) give me a John Leslie film and I'm happy. (laughs) You know, nobody wants to worry about this politics here when you watch John Leslie just hammering at home. Sure. So yeah. Anyway, I think anyway, it's time. To, I, think I think it's time to rate. But I, I hope and that answered your question. <laughs> yeah, not really. Not really. But <laughs> it's time to rate wizards and gargoyles. You brought it. Oh, yep. Dave had already purchased this beer. That's why uh, Will Evans and Jason Moeller, your uh, donations are not unappreciative. Oh no, Josh Wendy. Josh Wendy, yours too. Uh, because of that variety pack, there are. One for sure that we haven't rated, and then possibly a second that we haven't rated. So, hey, donations are always welcome, and we're going to get to them. I mean, we're not just drinking them on our own. We will get two of them, but David already purchased these. So, anyway, shoot, Dave. All right. Um, not getting any coffee. Uh, I think it's a great IPA. Uh, and I'm going to go. It's not four-worthy. There's nothing, you know, blowing my... Blowing my dress up or knocking my socks off, uh, but uh, 3.80. Woo! Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where our on tap folks fall. Because your first sentence before you reviewed it, there's no coffee at all. I mean, I viewed it as, you know, you, you brought out the can. I'm like, all right, purple and yellow. It's kind of it's cool can. Wizards and gargoyles, kind of a cool name. Hazy coffee IPA, all right. Let's bring it. Let's bring it. And then it's just like, you know, you go to a strip club, you're thinking, all right, I'm seeing totally naked women. Hoorah! And then they don't take their clothes off. It's like, hey, whoa, I paid a $19 cover charge for what? There was no coffee taste. Very drinkable. Yeah. Didn't hate it. But I'm giving it a 2.90 because... Of the lack of coffee taste. So uh, here's what I'm going to say. If it didn't have the word coffee on there, you probably would have rated it higher. Yeah, like you said, nowhere near a four. I would have probably been in the three, 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 four range. Oh, okay. But because it, it, right on the can, hazy coffee IPA, and 
Me saying on the finish there was a somewhat of a coffee taste is being very, very, very generous in my opinion. Again, not bad. I just think false advertisement. You know, totally nude women. You go to the strip club, you pay your $20 cover charge, and you get a little areola with the old (laughs) covering on it. It's like, wait a second. That's not what I came in for. All right, but those uh, that are at home are probably uh, wondering what uh, the untapped crowd came in at. So they had 25,000 check-ins. Nice sample yeah, size, right? very nice sample size. And 3.70. All right, so you were right in line with the, the cr- folks, but I was misled, and I'm, I'm going to hold it against them. Well, hopefully you don't hold anything against this next uh, tasting, Mike. This is El Chavo. It's a mango habanero hard cider. We got a hard cider today. All right, hey, before you go on, Dave. Yeah. Hey, it's a little special extra shout out to uh, my coworker Emily, who kind of got us on the hot, hard cider, which I believe was a, another Blake's hard cider, the lavender, which was, was that last episode or two episodes ago, where we did that pre-pod. Two, two episodes, I think. All right, so because it was em- here. Hey, we're gonna credit Emily to bringing hard ciders into the world of flights, football, and anything else. Proceed, Dave. Thank you. So, uh, like you said, it's from Blake's Hard Cider, and it's 6.5% IBUs, NA, uh, bold and sweet with a little heat. How about that? Now, this one, I'm kind of, uh, what was I the- I think uh, I know her. <laughs> the Zalapa, that beer Zalapa that you had, was that- Oh, yeah. Three- Yeah, that had jalapeno. Jalapeno yes. with no heat. They right. took the heat out. Exactly. And I didn't and, like it. And actually, jalapeno is a weaker pepper than the habanero. Correct. Did you like the Mexican? I did. I liked the little, little, little Spanish. A little Spanish. You're starting roll. to get the yeah. roll of the tongue there. That's good. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm wondering with a little heat, because I said that I didn't like that. It just tasted like vegetable in my right. beer, and I didn't. I don't want any vegetable in my beer. I, like, I don't want any hocking on my bread. Um, so... I'm I'm wondering if I'll like this a little bit better because it's got the heat. It'll be interesting because like that was actually an IPA or I don't was that an IPA or just a regular like a an ale or I think that might have been an IPA. Yeah, I think it was too. I actually have two more in the fridge. Okay. Have fun with those. Yes, and this is a uh, first ever official hard cider ranking, but thanks to uh, Emily. Who brought hard ciders to the table? And you, yes, you can definitely tell it's not a beer. Because <laughs> we drank the lavender one from Blake Cider right, right out of the can. Yeah. Prior to the pot. Pre-pot. Yeah, and this this looks like this literally looks like apple juice. Woo! Apple juice with the little bubbles. Some notes coming off of that. Yeah. No. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> You're dumbfounded. Well, it's certainly different than what we're normally used to see. <laughs> yeah, right? The heat's on the finish. The heat's on the finish, and it's a, it's a subtle heat. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, oh, God damn, oh, God damn, give me an ice cream sandwich. I'm fucking my mouth burning. It's not, no. it's not that kind of heat, but. No. Yeah. Much like the lavender. I tell you what, you know, 
Blake's hard cider brings us quality hard cider because we've had yeah. the lavender and we've had the mango habanero, and they're they're both very drinkable. Just like uh, you know, as advertised. So you should this would be a higher rating for you because you, you're not misled. No, yeah, because there there is there is the, there's definitely way more habanero in this than there was coffee in the. Wizards and Gargoyles. And the thing about Blake's is, too, they have their uh, dry versus sweet uh, uh, meter on the can. And so the needle is more towards the sweet side. So, boom. Hit you with the sweet on the on the, the taste, the, on the, the fin- pulp. The finish is the burn. And that's what I'm liking about. It's almost like um, if, if you're a, a foodie uh, – and you let's say you've got nachos with a lot of jalapenos on it. You know the first few bites, you know it's like hey, it ain't no big deal, and you just keep chugging along, like a, a third of the way through the plate of nachos, you're like, you know, a little bit of snot running down <laughs> your nose, maybe. You're like, yeah, all right, yeah, yep, all right. I got That's a question. Excellent selection, dude. Yeah, I like this. A little uh, versatility to your flights, football, and anything else program. Okay, question for you, Mike. Hopefully I have the answer for you, Dave. Should biologists use the CRISPR machine? And I use machine loosely. Now, CRISPR is a genetic, is a DNA uh, decoding, encoding. Yeah, I'm not, again, I'm not in Washington and I'm not a scientist either, but just going off of what I read. Should they use this machine to, uh, to, to recode... Uh, a certain variety of mosquito so that it can't see people. So it, it, it will not know you're there. What's it costing me as a taxpayer? Because if it's costing me money, yeah. absolutely not. If they've got resources and it's not taken away from fighting crime, uh, getting uh, child molesters off the street, um, the drug problem, this problem, that problem... You know, yeah, mosquitoes are deadly. Mosquitoes carry diseases, yada, yada, yada. Not really high on my fucking pecking order. So if we can do right. this at no extra expense, sure, why not? Okay. If it's if we're, if we're going to put something on the back burner because of this yeah. and other areas suffer, it's like, yeah, I don't really give a fuck. So right. don't waste your time. Right. I'll fucking... Do my job swatting the mosquitoes <laughs> myself. Thank you very much. Yeah, so so you know the proponents of this. Um, so you know, obviously, you hit all the you hit all the positives, the pros. You know, getting rid of disease and keep these disease from spreading, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the people that are against it, um, the cons of this thing are, you know, it's the first step towards just basically genetically re-engineering everything. And basically going to all those movies like, uh, oh shit, did you see I Am Legend with Will Smith? Yes. Okay, so, you know, going towards that kind of crap where you start, you know, you start manipulating genetic code and stuff and all of a sudden you have a bunch of weirdo zombies that only come out at dark and whatever. By fucking with mosquitoes? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm saying it's the first step. Oh, okay. I would have never went to that extreme, but it's like, because to me, quite frankly, that's along the lines of like, Really, we're spending money on this? That I just oh hell, you know somebody's like got a laboratory, a government oh, and, laboratory, and a I, mile underground. I say they're doing they're it to a, people anyway. A, if you're that smart and you think you can change this, 
put your time and efforts and resources to something that really matters because nobody gives a fucking frog's fat ass about a mosquito. All right. All right. Well, except the one person that might have died from mosquito by that per- person probably cared. <laughs> that person cared. Well, yeah. And this maybe a few loved cider, ones. Who knows? This fucking hard cider is. You like it? it yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I almost feel like I'm coming down with a fever because the more you drink with it, drink it, the heat is there. I mean, this is actually. I, well, yeah. your analogy of the plate of nachos. Yeah. You know, you get about oh, yeah. a quarter halfway through it and you're like, um, yeah, that's pretty much where we're at with this. Now, my next question yes. before we get to your twirl around the sports world. All right, I'm ready. Article, New York Times, right? Yep. Times uh, much more reputable than the Post. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> plastic barriers that have become common in public oh, spaces. Oh, I saw that one. I fucking saw that one. Continue. <laughs> plastic barriers that have become common in public spaces like restaurants and classrooms do little to stop the spread of COVID-19, research suggests. Scientists say the barriers probably give people a false sense of security and sometimes can impede airflow and affect ventilation in ways that could help the coronavirus spread. Amen. Hallelujah. Again, just... Yeah, that, that is that, a WTF. If I Exactly. Ever. And that's what I actually... I, uh, Liz and I have a... Uh, our Sunday play date, if you will. Oh, yeah. Let remind me of that segment three of our Liz and I Sunday play date because I wanted to give a prop out. But yeah, you are right. I saw that article. I mentioned to Liz, and it's just comical on the. And like we talked, I think it was episode eighty-seven, maybe it was eighty-six, but it was like, no, it definitely was eighty-seven. Where I, I kind of like mentioned the J, you know, I get the JFK conspiracy. You know, I I get an end game there, but this. The, this whole COVID thing is like, okay, now, all right, all right now the plastic, I mean, number one, the plastic dividers are fucking ridiculous anyway. It's like, every time I go Everybody the gives av- their money and leaves yeah. around this side anyway. And every time I go to the avenue and get my fucking hair wash, and I'm a princess, I admit, I'm a princess, get my, put my feet <laughs> up, put my head in the dish, and if we were on YouTube, the listeners would see it, Dave's seen it right now, I get my fucking scalp massage, and I've got... Two curtains on either side of me, and I tell the girl that's doing my scalp massage, I say, I feel like I'm in an episode of Dexter. <laughs> because, I mean, there's so much plastic around me, I feel she could slip my throat at any minute. And it's just, it's so comical. Because now it's like, oh, wait a second. These plastic dividers, you know, COVID can, you know, attack you and, and then trap you. And now you're in, in every, every day, something changes about it, and it's like, Okay, well, you know what? I I got an idea. I'm the Mike from Flights Football and anything else as president of the United States. Buckle your seatbelts, everybody. And I have two fucking takes. Number one, if you want to be a U.S. citizen, you have to listen to Flight Football and anything else. That's number one. (laughs) And number two is like, you know what? Do what you believe. You know, I don't really care. I mean, you know, because now... As long as they're not pissing on your parade. With COVID... Nobody gives a fuck about unprotected sex. You know, it's like, hey, I'm, I'm giving $30 to any crack whore that'll spread her leg for me. Nobody cares about that. I mean, that's a dangerous activity, but that's not in the news. Oh, wow. You, should, you know, 
in this, you know, people are going to say that this fucking Mike from Flightful and anything else is such a fucking idiot. Not that many people are dying from unprotected sex as they are from COVID. It's like, oh, you know, okay, well, you're so fucking full of shit. And the numbers, you can dictate it. It's like, because I've got COVID, walk into traffic and get run over by a truck. It's a COVID death because I died with COVID. I didn't die be, really because of COVID. I really died because the truck hit me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, and we covered that how exactly. many episodes so, ago, yeah. Yeah, so I just... Yeah. The barriers... They're, they're, they're act, like you said, they're actually comical because everybody's reaching around like, hey, you want me to pay, hey, you want me to pay cash for this? <laughs> and then everybody's like, what? And then, it, it, yeah, it's all, it's it's comical. Everybody, it's like, it's almost, if this were, we're in 2021, if this were 2016 and they made a movie about this, people would fucking leave, fucking run to the X's because like, this fucking movie's dumb. There ain't no way people are this fucking stupid. <laughs> it, you know, so it's just... You mean yeah. a movie about the future? Yeah, a movie about COVID. Like, hey, you you know, you got to wear a mask. But it, if you're sitting down eating, you know, you got to wear the mask because you're good. You're safe. Because <laughs> that virus knows when you're eating, it respects it. So, you know, but if you stand up and if it's at 10 o'clock, then yeah, you got to fucking wear a mask and you got to get home because fucking the whole world's going to... You know, you would watch this movie and say, this is... I'd rather watch scary movie because scary movies are more realistic than this bullshit. But anyway, but yeah, so that's my that's my answer on that, David. All right, good answer. So, um, all right, twirl around the sports world. I'm gonna get the. Uh... Oh, I love this hard cider. <laughs> yeah, chavo, mango. <laughs> all right, settle down. All right, here we go. Get that timer ready, bro. Uh, getting it ready. Here we go. I think I can. I think I can do it in five minutes or less this time. All right, set, go. All right, I, hey, we got a lead with after eight games. Today was the ninth. Thirty at bats. Miguel Cabrera, aka Miggy, becomes the twenty eighth player to join the five hundred home run club with a four hundred foot shot to right center field. Versus the Jays off Steven Matz in a 5-3, 11 inning win for the Tigers. Go, Miggy. Go, Miggy. All right. My beloved Red Sox, which I will touch on in the infamous Fuck You segment in segment three, mercifully, thankfully, ended up with three days off this week. Monday, Thursday scheduled. Today was postponed. One and four. Got swept by the Yankees. Beat the Rangers 6 nothing behind Chris Sale. And Chris Sale's pitched marvelous in two wins, but I, again, worship at the altar of Cora. After more than a year of not pitching, Cora put Sale out in his first two starts against the Baltimore Orioles and the Texas Rangers. And I think me, you, and seven of our listeners could beat both of those teams. So, hey, the confidence builder, so I have fucking applaud Alex Cora, because Alex Cora is the man. More on that in the Fuck You segment. And then last night, as a $350 fucking favorite, got beat by the Texas Rangers 10-1 to in what I'm going to call a more humiliating defeat than the the Colts losing to the Jets in Super Bowl three, Absolute fucking embarrassment. 
All right. Anyway, more on that in the fuck you segment. Anyway, boxing. Manny Pacquiao. The nearly 43-year-old Manny Pacquiao. And how he is only 43 years. I swear I saw Manny Pacquiao fight when I was six. <laughs> I mean, and I'm, I'll be 54 on September 12th. There's no fucking way Manny Pacquiao's 43 years old. Anyway, he lost his 77th pro fight to Jordan's Yugas. I'm sorry, Jordan, if I mispronounced your name. <laughs> uh, the NCAA, Brian Potter killer, finally charged. Uh, for those ESPN uh, 30 for 30 fans, yeah, uh, the U part two, they touch on it. Brian Potter was shot in the back of the head in 2006. I think the, the guy's last name was Rogers. He was a teammate of Brian Potter's. Brian Potter was a projected first-round pick. And for 15 fucking years, nobody was charged or anything. And it was a teammate of his. How can a, how did not anybody on that fucking Miami program know that a teammate shot this guy? But anyway, he was, this guy was convicted the other day. NASCAR, Ryan Blaney wins the Firekeepers Casino 400 at Michigan International Speedway. And I, I think of our first ever... Mike swirl around the world of sports in five minutes or less. CM Punk returns to the wrestling world at <laughs> AEW at in Chicago. And my my oldest son was actually there. Him and a couple buddies drove to fucking Chicago to see an AEW event. I'm like, I didn't know you were a wrestling fan. But he's like, hey, he's 25 and they sure, could. Hey, sure. fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. I, yeah, so kudos to you, Justin. Anyway... Um, my younger sister, who claims she'll listen to this episode because I told her I was going to talk about this, because she tweeted me, hey, do you see the the action this tweet got? And I'm like, yeah, I've already got notes to talk about it on the pod. And she says, oh, I'll have to listen. But um, she said, well, I don't think he actually wrestled. Or no, I said that. And my sister tweets, there in spirit, and it was a picture of CM Punk on the TV screen, in the middle of the ring, sitting down, and that fucking thing got a number of replies, even more retweets, and nearly 500 likes at the you know the last time I checked. And it's like, I fucking tweeted out way better fucking things than that to nary a cricket, and she gets 500 likes for saying there in spirit to CM Punk sitting in the fucking ring in an AEW wrestling match. And that's all I got to say about that. And I just gave you listeners 16 seconds back and Mike's twirl around the world of sports in five seconds or less. <laughs> and, hey, Caitlin, I'm not mad at you. I'm fucking envious of you because that was a, a mundane tweet that got fucking so much activity. It was almost like you were famous. And I had fucking tweeted gold and got nothing. <laughs> Whew, let me have another drink of El Chavo. Well, speaking of that, that's a that's a decent segue into my uh, my weekend experience. I was up at Michigan Tech. <clears throat> but wait, so, before you get to your Michigan Tech, any, yeah. anything jump out of mine, or are you good with my coverage of sports world, or do you well, have anything? I'm good to with add? your coverage of sports world, but you know, you were you said she, you know she was famous or something like that because oh. she got so much activity yeah. on that tweet, right? So uh, I walk into the the dining hall um, after moving my daughter in, and. Uh, you know, a lot of the athletes, and you could tell the one end of the cafeteria was football players. I mean, just large human beings and whatever, just a lot of people. And and uh, 
so I go down there, and sure enough, you know, four of the kids that you know went to school around here um, locally, you know, hey, Mr. Dawson, hey, you know, and a, and my daughter's like, we've been here like a few hours, and. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're famous or something. Your kids These hate it when are... you. Your kids hate it when you're fucking a rock star. <laughs> I did. I mean, I felt. I, I you, as ad- well. You shut up. I had a little adrenaline rush. As well, like, you shut up. Walking in there, and oh. I, I mean, people are looking, like, "Who's this guy? Oh my god!" Football team's oh. coming up and saying, "Hey," and shaking his hand. What's going on? So yeah, I, I did. I felt kind of. I had my little 15 minutes of fame right there. And hey, just and, like your um, sister on on Twitter. And. Like, I, I tip my cap to you because I actually know the feeling 100%, and there's nothing better than it because it's like two weeks in on this third and fourth grade oh, the- coaching, and it's like, I I know it. Call me arrogant. I don't give a fuck what you call me, but I'll get these fucking kids. And it's like uh, the Pied Piper, <laughs> what the other guy, you know, the Pied Piper that leads. Yeah. These, I'm a fucking rock star to these third and fourth graders, <laughs> and it's just like, hey, it's you know, I'm the you know, I'm the coach that I don't fucking yell at them. It's like, and the, my one pet peeve of no, you, of you he... sports is like, oh, yeah, so and so, he's a stud. Oh, so and so, he's a beast. I'm thinking to myself, ah, no, he's not. <laughs> he's ten. <laughs> he's having fun. Make the game fucking fun for him. Don't fucking put pressure on him. Because he's not a stud. He's not, he's, he's, has a little higher motor than some of these other kids that are like standing around looking at dandelions and willing, willing to hit somebody where others aren't. But he's not a stud. And the reason I know he's not a stud is because I line up with him head to head. I am a almost, I'll, I'll, Give Blackhawk Larry, uh, Grandpa Blackhawk credit. Not quite 54, although pod years I'm 54. I'll be 54 September 12th. Need a left knee replacement. Balding. You know, a little bit of a dad belly, if you will. I line up to give them an example. And I'll do like a somewhat of a swim move. Yeah. At half percent. Half percent. Half speed. And I push these quote-unquote studs and beasts to the ground as if they were a a two-ounce feather. Now, am I trying to tell myself? No, I'm not trying to tell myself. I'm just saying, because I'm not a stud and I'm not a beast, so, yeah, this third grader's not because I barely touched him and he flopped like a fucking bag of fish. Fish. Thank you. <laughs> it was like so. No, and, and, and that's where. And I've always said the only the worst part about coaching youth sports is the parents. <laughs> and and, and, yeah. and that's why I, it's like cheers to that. Know, I have my motor running, and and I you know I was a little apprehensive you know two weeks ago tomorrow. First week was a little long. Second week we got the pads on. And now, and now, and now I'm, in, uh, now I'm, in, I'm in. I'm in. And it's like, God damn it! I'm not gonna say I'm gonna Knew follow this. I, I'm not gonna say I'm gonna follow it. But hey, it'd be stupid to yeah. look to next year. I mean, hey, let's just have fun this year. Yep. 
Hell, I may die in the third game of the season <laughs> due to over-exuberance. But anyway. But, yeah, so. All right. We ready to rate this? Yeah, let's officially rate our first ever hard cider. Okay. Second one. You go first. Wow. It is fucking spectacular. And I rated the first one a 2-9. And the listener know I go on a pod-by-pod pod basis. And I think the habanero flavor of this motherfucker brings out the best in it. And I don't even know if this... Does this void our 87 other podcasts because this is the first ever hard cider? Why would it void it? Well, because it's not a beer. And I absolutely fucking love this. I'm not giving it a four because I don't think it's four worthy, but I, 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 I love it a lot. So I'm going... Three eight five. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I love the flavor, and like before with the um, the Zalapa IPA with the uh, jalapeno, which had no heat, which had no heat, and I did not like. I really like this. I like the heat. Uh, I don't because of the heat. I don't taste the vegetable of the you know the actual um, the, the, habanero. The habanero, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to go, oh man, three, eight, uh, I got to go, oh, I don't want to go as same as you. I should have written this down before you gave yours. Yeah. Hmm. Do I like it better? Hey, it's proven you want to be me. Fuck, you're having surgery on your knee just to be like me. (laughs) So, I mean, if you want to go three, eight, five, go three, eight, five, bro. Clearly, yours is yours is way more messed up than mine. I mean, you need a replacement. But you're getting fucking surgery before me. It's cock. thirty. It's thirty minutes. It's gonna well, take thirty minutes, and I'm gonna maybe even walk out of there. Well, I wouldn't. So whatever. It's not. I know the, you. It's not the same. I know. I know. I'm like. I know. I'm like the big brother. You you do have a big brother, don't you? No, no, I don't. Yeah, I'm like the big brother you yeah. never had. That. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm going to go three, eight, four. Well, that's a, yeah, okay. Now, yeah, now you've just lost, you lost all credibility in the podcast. All right. But yeah, anyway, I mean. It's, it's in that area. I it's mean, very, it's weird because it's not a bear. And I don't know how habanero can be described as refreshing, but there's a refreshing quality to that cider. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like onions. You eat onions and don't know anything about, about them until you start burping. <laughs> I finished this can of beer like maybe two and a half minutes ago, and I've got a nice pepper right. taste in the back of my tongue. So thank you, Emily, for getting us on the hard cider kick. Now, Mike, on to our third tasting. We have the Liberty Bell Ringer. It's a DDHDIPA. Double dry hopped, <laughs> double IPA uh, from Victory Brewing. So uh, <clears throat> let me read the can here. If only it were a DDP. <laughs> so let me read the can here. Let cashmere ring. We packed double the dry hops into this DIPA. This time using cashmere hops our brewers fell in love with during the hop harvest, uh, which helped amplify the tropical fruity hop flavor and aroma. And became, <clears throat> excuse me. And because I still got that little bit of heat in my throat from that, from that Blake's hard cider. So she said, yeah, but a bump. 
And because we can never get enough, we did it twice. Let it ring. So the malts, you've got Pilsner and um, Carapil. Oh boy, I'm going to mispronounce that. Carapils? Carapils? Close uh -oh. enough. Yeah. The hops, Cashmere, Centennial, and Simcoe. And you got a little signature from Bill and Ron, the Brewmasters. Hey, Bill and Ron. Let's see what you got to offer, bro. Bros. Um, I meant to do this at the start of the pod. Oh, by it, the way, Mike. Yeah. 8.7%, 76 IBUs. All right. So the heavy hitter of the night. Let's yep. see where it ranks. All right. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, nice IPA notes. Mm-hmm. Definitely highest on the uh, IBUs. Yes. Yeah. Woo! That's good, though. Yeah. I mean, if you're yeah, an IPA yeah, yeah. person, it's I not mean, over the top. It's not like a. It's not like a hundred ninety or a hundred or. There's something to her, though. She got a little uh, left-right combination, I think, as we get through this point. Um, something I wanted to shout out before we get into what have you been watching. Hey, big shout-out to all our listeners. I, I called you to task in episode 87. I said, hey, go down to Pierce Road Barn Grill, order the... Uh, Masagami hard seltzer on tap. Part of their special is like $5 for a pint. So yours truly can get back to the Masagave. Liz and I went in there today and sure as shit on the menu, founders, Masagave. So thank you very much, listeners, for emptying that keg and getting, I'm not going to say the goat, but a goat candidate back on the menu but i will say this my first two were tall first of the seasons sam adams oktoberfest and special kudos to the bartender because it comes to the table and i'm looking at him like what the fuck is that <laughs> and the waitress says oh you know and i apologize i don't remember the bartender's name uh, and, and I'm like, Steve. Well, and I'm, yeah, Steve. And I'm like, well, <laughs> hopefully it's not dirt. And she says, no, it's cinnamon. So like a margarita where you put salt. Sure. My Oktoberfest had cinnamon, cinnamon around the rim. And I'm going to tell you what, jackpot, you know, because Oktoberfest, <laughs> right. you fall, the fall flavor cinnamon. Sure. You go with, you know, the apple cider donuts, the cinnamon around the rim of the glass. Double thumbs up. Kudos to this bartender. I'm sure he Googled it somewhere. I mean, either that or it's just like, uh, like a, wait a minute, Dustin wait a minute, Hoffman wait a Rain it's, Man. Wait a minute. It's still August and you ordered a... Oktoberfest. Just like fantasy football magazines. You used to have to wait till like August 1st to get your first... You know, I think... So you're telling me I'm going to walk into Myers and they're going to have Christmas stuff in there right now. Is that what you're telling not, me? Not yet, because but um, the Halloween candy is in su mass supply in the back room, so you're going to be seeing Halloween candy first. 
It's a blind <laughs> man. It's a doggy dog world, so Dave. annoying. But anyway, the sentiment. I'm. I'm like. I didn't. I mean, that's weird, right? Sentiment around a beer glass. So I'm sure if I would have been, you know, like curmudgeon old man, like, oh, I don't want that. I'm sure she would have probably taken the back and said, hey, this fucking asshole doesn't want to try it. So just give him a Sam Adams. He probably would have jerked one off in the bottom of the glass <laughs> and sent me a regular old Sam Adams. But I'm like, hey. I'm, and Mike would have said, well, this is kind of hazy. <laughs> yeah, what's exactly. going on with this? Like, what's, dank. That? what's that? Like, like, Very dank. <laughs> but, um. But no, I, I I'm up for the the task. I, I like the creativity. Yeah, you know, cause, you know. It's August I, though. I, I took the first drink. God. And she comes back to the table. She says, "What'd you think?" I said, "I said, well, very different. I liked it a lot. I said, other than the fact I'm allergic to cinnamon." But <laughs> did she, you really? Yeah. And she laughed. Actually, she's waited on Liz. Oh, okay. You know, she knows. You know, she knows we get. She her, knows you that well. She knows oh, you're yeah. not allergic to cinnamon. Well, she has no. I'm not allergic to cinnamon, <laughs> but she knows that we're jokers okay, and whatnot. Right. And, and uh, like, she knows. You know, when she seats us, she says, "You do you want your fried green beans?" Okay. Right. That's you know gotcha. that's how well she yeah, knows. Yeah, yeah. Us. But uh, but yeah. So it, the cinnamon. You know, it'll be interesting to see if I go to B Dubs. Yeah. And they've got Oktoberfest on tap. Right. Yeah. And I say, can you put cinnamon on the last? I, I want to see the reaction of the bartender when I say, can you put cinnamon on? He said, what the fuck? You know, he look at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, this Do isn't they... Pierce Road Bar and Grill, is it, bud? So when you're walking, so when you're walking with Liz, you know, through the parking lot to the to the door to get in there. Do you see somebody like kind of yell over their shoulder like, "Hey, get the wheelchair, Mike's coming." <laughs> no, we yeah, it's it's tinted windows and we we sneak up on them every time. <laughs> it's tinted on the outside, Mike. They can see. Yeah, sure they can. <laughs> um anyway, Dave, what have you been watching in your busy week of uh travels and this that and the other? Okay, so uh nothing much except uh, I've been keeping up on my Ted Lasso, and I know, sadly, you haven't, because I'm telling you, the first two episodes of season two, not good. It was, it was forced. Yeah. It was forced. Season three to now, or season three, episode three to episode, I believe, four was last night uh, that Shelly and I watched, un- er, episode five, excuse me. Awesome. It just keeps getting better and better. It's back to the old... It may be even better than the first season, but uh, no, I'm I'm loving it, and I wish you could watch it because you know as much as you talked about appreciating coaching and right. you know the in in sports and stuff. Uh, this last episode, they got uh, a retired player to um, you know Ted Lasso did his Ted Lasso thing and got this player. I don't know spoiler spoiler alert. Um, <clears throat> got him to think about coaching. So, uh, or coming back to the field. Uh, so it's really good. Uh, the other thing was, uh, uh, Jason Moma, Moma, is that how you pronounce his last name? M O, uh, Aquaman. You know what I'm uh, talking about? No. That, yeah. That I know. Are you talking about his new movie? C. No, no. It's no. on again. I think it's only on Apple TV. It's called his new series. C. I watched uh, the first episode. Good. Um, pretty standard for his you would have liked it a lot of a lot of like graphic violence and 
but I don't, you know, I don't know. I didn't. I'll have to see if I'll watch a couple more episodes and see where that goes. No pun intended. Now the Apple TV, you know, goes along the line um, when Mike from Destination Bourbon was. Were we on his show first? Yeah. And then him. He, he came on ours. After. After. All right. Like he said, it's almost like it's getting to the point where you're better off getting cable because you're paying for every app under the oh, sun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're... I mean, because, like, I see advertisement for Paramount Plus, and Paramount Plus looks like they have some pretty good programming. It's like, well, all right, now, if I'm spending ten ninety nine an app and I have 27 apps, you know, holy smokes, I'm, I'm right. up to, like, $400 on my cable bill. And Charter was never $400. Okay, math guy, that's not $400, but okay. You know, well, 27. 10 times, 11 times 20? 27, I said. Oh, 27. Okay, my bad. Yeah, thank you. All right, yeah, I just... So... I was anchored on the 2, not the 7. But there, there is interesting program on the Apple TV and Paramount Plus that I'm like, God damn it, do I fucking... Get more apps, then have more apps. What to do with? But it's only because know. we're Apple, we're Apple people, and so I bundled everything. Right. You know, because our Apple Music that you know that's important to us. So obviously, like a lot of subscriptions, the more you bundle, the more you save, and right. So yeah. So now my my standard fallback is Netflix. Right. In in the past week, Liz and I have watched the Christy Martin Untold Story. Which I didn't realize she was boxing in the 2000s. I thought Christy Martin was like a 1980 something deal. That's very interesting. It's the same thing as the um, Malice at the Palace. The unt- that Malice at the Palace is untold. This is uh, Christy Martin's deal. Very interesting. The other thing we've been watching, and I'll be dipped in shit. August 26th, the new American Horror Stories comes out. So Liz and I have been re-watching. We're 10 of 12 into Asylum, the second American Horror Story. And I always thought Murder House was my favorite. But on rewatch, <laughs> Asylum is better than Murder House. I'll take your word for and it. And American Horror Story just brings it. And Liz and I, we did finish. Oh, fuck. I always want to say Kool Aid, but it's not Kool Aid. Uh, brand new cherry flavor. Eight episodes <laughs> of Netflix. The One of the fucking weirdest, strangest, most bizarre series you'll ever watch. But definitely worth it. Well, I thought you were making the name up on that. No, that's, no. that's the name of it. Brand new cherry flavor. Okay. And it's that was good as well. So I mean, plenty to watch. And all right, so Billions is coming out September sixth. So I want to say, starting tomorrow night, Liz and I are going to watch season five of Billions, so we can segue into the continuation right. of right. season five right. post COVID. Correct. And I'm looking forward to it. But I just wanted to drag it out as long as I could. Yeah. So, I mean, 
yeah, I didn't I didn't get a chance to watch much. Like I said, I was I've been busy trying to get kids ready. Had two kids move into college uh, this week, so uh, third one like yours moving in this next week. But uh, I think that segues segues us into the next segment. You got it ready? I think so, Dave. I think it's the uh, by and large listeners' favorite segment. All right, Dave, I'm going first. All right. And along the line, there's going to be kind of a catch-22 hypocritical fuck you, but fuck you to that fuck you because... What? You know, like, all right, let's say your mom, your sister... You're talking about my Your mom? wife. Let's say their meatloaf, their pizza, their Thanksgiving dinner... Whatever the meal is. Let's say it tastes like shit. Everybody knows it's bad. It's dry. It's chewy. It's like, oh, God damn it. This is terrible. You can make fun of it because it's your mom, your wife, your sister, your aunt. Okay. You can make fun of it. Sure. Now, if I come over and have that same menu, I don't have the fucking liberties to make fun of your mom's, your sister, your right. Correct. That's I'm overstepping my bounds. Right. Crossing the line. Exactly. So where I'm going with this is, listeners know I've I've been hypercritical of the Red Sox the last few weeks, the Bears last year, but I'm a fan. I've earned my stripes. Die hard. Yeah, exactly. You've been on the green wall. Right. The green monster. Whatever. Yeah. That thing. The green wall doesn't sound as fresh. uh, (laughs) The green. uh, Yes, the green monster. (laughs) Um, You know, so I can fucking criticize. Because I've earned that right for all the many, many years of misery. Although the Red Sox recently, you know, 2004, you know, the four world titles. is like, yeah, there's not a lot of misery there. But anyway, (laughs) and it's like, I'm, my fuck you is to the people like, Oh, the Red Sox have collapsed. Oh, what's happening to the Red Sox? The Red, oh, the Yankees are way better than the Red Sox. The, the Red Sox have collapsed. And it's like, well, you know what? At the All-Star break, the talk was, well, if not for the Giants, the Red Sox would be the biggest surprise of this baseball season. Because And the Giants are still doing good right now. But it's like, okay, so... If at the All-Star break, the Red Sox are the biggest surprise of the baseball season, why are they now tanking right now? So now, aren't they really now playing like what everybody thought? The the big fucking difference was that everybody in the fucking American League East, excluding the Orioles, who are a, a joke, improved themselves at the trade deadline, and the Red Sox did fucking nothing. Right. And you so, mentioned that. Right. And, and it's like, so don't tell me the Red Sox are fucking choking. Let me fucking rag the Red Sox. I'll rag the Red Sox because I'm a Red Sox fan. I'm not a, I'm not a bandwagon jumper. I'm a poor sport. <laughs> Absolutely no doubt about that. I'm a poor sport. But I'm not a bandwagon jumper. I'm not a fair weather fan. But don't fucking rip the fucking Red Sox for collapsing because 
at the All-Star break, they were the biggest fucking surprise of the, the, the Major League Baseball season. Right. So if the biggest surprise, that means you you thought they should have been doing what they're doing now. Cora got them to play, and then every fucking team in the division got better, and they did nothing. Kyle Schwarber, I think I think he's had one hit in six trillion at bats for the Red Sox. <laughs> Fuck you, Kyle Schwarber. You're nothing. You're a loser. And it's like everybody got better, and the Red Sox did nothing. Oh, we got Sale coming back. Okay, yeah, they brought Sale back. I hope he's ready for 2022, and I hope he comes a shadow of the form pitcher. He's pitched brilliantly in his two games this year, but kudos to the Red Sox. They His first start was against the Baltimore Orioles. Me, you, and seven of our listeners could beat the <laughs> Orioles. His second start was against the Texas Rangers. Me, you, and seven of our listeners could beat the Texas Rangers, and he's been very successful. And I commend them for that. I mean that that's that's executed perfectly to get your player back into the mix. But it's like, you know, they've really really struggled since the All Star break. I mean, the Yankees have overtaken them. It's and I think they're just a little bit ahead of the Blue Jays. And everybody, oh, the Red Sox have collapsed. Red Sox have collapsed. Fuck you, they didn't collapse. The Red Sox are fucking terrible. And Alex Cora got them to buy into it until the All-Star break. They were way exceeding the expectations. And now they're coming back to reality. So fuck you. They're not collapsing. Let me criticize the Red Sox. You shut your fucking mouth. So basically what you're saying is, is Alex Cora is the Ted Lasso of baseball. Exactly. There you go. For those yeah. of you that have seen Ted Lasso. All right. So And then some. And then He's some. way better than Ted Lasso because <laughs> at the professional level, because Ted Lasso's not professional level, right? Oh yeah. Oh, well, he's still better than Ted Lasso. Yeah, he. Well, they were Premier League until they got relegated. But anyway, he's working on that. So uh, going back to uh, my fuck you, let's talk about the passing lane psychotic psychology of how people drive in the passing lane. So those of you that have been on a two-lane road and all of a sudden it opens up and there's a passing lane, right? For like two miles or three miles. What happens? Normally the traffic that's not going as fast goes to the right and everybody who's in a hurry gets in the left lane. Bullshit. At least in Michigan what happens is, is, and, and this is a fact today, we're going 57 miles an hour. There's like 30 of us in a line going behind the person, the, the fifth wheel that's going 57 miles an hour in a 65. You get to the passing lane and the fifth wheel, by some miracle, uphill decides to go 82 miles an hour, right? So every nobody passes anybody. Everybody just hits the gas and... Nothing changes. And as soon as the passing lane is over and everybody slides back over into that single lane, we go back to 57 miles an hour. What the hell? It's dumb. It is the dumbest thing. Is the semi still in the lane? The fifth, I'm talking like, well, we're, you know, I'm coming back from, I'm driving from Houghton. So, I mean, it's, it's all campers and fifth wheels and people with like triple long trailers with three of their razors on the back of it. Um, and, in it, it's just dumb. And you get into the passing lane and everybody goes 100 miles an hour. Even the people that were going 55. 
in the in the single lane. It's just stupid. And maybe sometimes you know you get to be able to pass some of the uh, you know maybe maybe there's an elderly couple that just is like you know I'm going my 75 miles an hour and I that's that whatever. I'm just I don't know. It pissed me off today. It was so dumb. <laughs> I, I'm trying to absorb it. So what are you pissed at? They were. So you know, you know what a fifth wheel is? It's those freaking like it's, it's, they're, it's bigger than my house. It's right. a trailer on the back of a truck. That's larger than my house that they're, you know, that they're, they're basically trailing their house around wherever they want to set up camp. So when it's a, when it's two lane, you know, one lane going one way, one lane going the other way. And it's well up there. Thank God they moved it. They, I don't know how many years ago, but they bumped it up to 65 miles an hour. But some people still go 60. I don't know. They just can't believe that I can go 65 miles an hour on this road. But they got this. They got a house that they're pulling behind their truck, and you know. And so you're kind of like, hey, you know, uh, you're waiting. You're waiting for the passing lane. You're waiting for the passing lane. You're waiting for the passing lane, so you can pass all these people that are trailing all right. of their their ORVs and ATVs and their houses and all this kind of stuff. And you get to the passing lane and everybody just floors it, just puts the pedal to the metal. Cause they, I don't know, they don't want to lose their spot in line or I don't know what the, what the psychology is, but it's like, you literally have to go 90 if you want to pass anybody to, to, to get around them because you know, damn well, as soon as the passing lane is over and everybody's shaking their head right now, you know what I'm talking about. As soon as the passing lane is over and it goes back to one lane, it goes back to 60 miles an hour. And everybody's sitting there going, you know, just, I'm like, God, I wish I wish I had the balls to pass on the right-hand side of the road right now. It'd be, yeah. I agree with that because, look, from where I work, coming down 13, I noticed the same thing. It's like, person in front of, person in front of me is doing 52 in a 55. Whatever, cool. I'm good. And then right at the Z Bridge, it goes to two lanes south, two lanes north. Right. They're in the left lane. I go to the right lane because I'm going to, I want to go 60 in a 55. Right. And they're going 52. 52 in a 55. So, but as soon as it breaks into two lanes, they all of a sudden start going faster. Right. And that's like, what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. It's like, all right, well. <laughs> and you know damn yeah. well the guy that's pulling his house, the fifth wheel, he's watching his. He was watching the needle on the gas gauge just sit there and you know he's watching it right. <laughs> head towards the E. Just to, I don't know why. I don't get it. So anyway, that's my fuck you for today. Yeah, valid fuck you. Drivers are fucking idiots. So Mike, what is your? Uh, what's the random question? I think it's your turn. Yes, it is, David. Yes, it is. All right. So, no matter the genre, no matter anything else, if you could pick a song and say, on Sunday, August 22nd, 2021, this is my life, what song is it? All right. So, relative to our earlier discussion about the Taliban, it doesn't compare because... Their 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 life right now is or not the Taliban. God, I did the same thing you did. Uh, the people in Af- Afghanistan. 
not comparing it to them, but I'm just saying, Helter Skelter. There's a lot going on in a lot of different directions, but it's not. I'm not running out onto an airstrip and grabbing onto a plane. Not to put it lightly, but I mean, but it's still, it's like I'm I'm being pulled in a lot of different directions right now. And so, so and, you're and not, the not the song, Helter the, Be- the Beatles song, and not the Charles Manson, but the Beatles song, because it's. I mean, right. well, I looked oh, yeah, it up, so, I yeah. researched yeah, it, Charles I did my Manson back. Charles Manson had nothing to do with the song Helter Skelter. He was he backed the song Helter Skelter by the beat, beat the beach. He's fucked you. <laughs> I'm gonna have to the slap Beatles, you. The You're Beatles, fading, dude. The Beatles, Come on. The Beatles. Yeah. Helter right. Skelter's Helter Beatles. Skelter is a Beatles song. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so Charles Manson really has nothing to do with this conversation. He no, adapted, and he thought his cause more right yeah, because so. when I went and researched and it if, online, like if, if Chuck was with us, he probably would have chose the Beatles' "Helter Skelter" as <laughs> his song as this random question. That's why I wanted to differentiate. I'm you. not talking about that. I'm talking just about the Beatles and Paul McCartney wanted a loud kind of crazy song something way different than what they did before just to kind of like uh, like right now kind of emulate their life like they're just crazy like back and forth between Europe and the states and it's just whatever anyway so so that's the answer to your question all right so what you're saying though is you by no means are proposing a uh, race war no okay because actually, that's what Charles Manson was doing. I understand. That's why I was making right. sure that I just there was make, somebody out there. I just there wanted to make sure did. I just didn't uncover a deep, dark secret. Well, I don't know why. When I when I so when I was researching this, like, why does Charlie Manson keep coming up on this? I don't understand. I'm looking. Are you up, really? Didn't I'm know looking that? up Are a you Beatles song. Didn't know that? I did know that. I just I wanted a Beatles song. I'm like I knew the Beatles song. I wanted to research the background of it. That you know that's a good song, Dave. I'm a little disappointed you know the background of the uh, Charles Manson shit. But anyway, hey, whatever. But um, you know what I'm going with? And I thought you possibly could... Good night, Irene? Because that's what, that's what no, you look like no. you're about to... All right. I thought for sure you would have... I put the ball in your court first, and I thought for sure you would take this one. So I was racking my brains at a number two. Luckily, you didn't take it because I didn't have a valid good number two. But my, what my life is at this moment yep. is Toby Keith's I Ain't As Good As I Once Was. <laughs> I mean, if you li- not that I was ever a fighter. There's one scene where he like, you know, hey, hey, Dave. Not you, Dave. But, right. You know, he, you know, they, I'm not a fighter, but, you know, it, but it just epitomizes that as you get older, you might as well just jump on that C-17 and <laughs> shut up, drop off into the fucking <laughs> wilderness. Because it is, you know, that is the epitome, you know, of my life. You know, it, Toby Keith sings, he, he, it's not a depression song. It's not an angst song. He's like, hey, I ain't as good as I once was. That's the cold, hard truth. <laughs> there was a time back in my prime. You know, it's a you know, it's a perfect song at fifty four. Yeah, fuck you, Grandpa Blackhawk. I'm fifty four. I don't give a fuck if it's not September twelfth or not. 
It's August 22nd. I'm 54 years old. And Toby Keese, I Ain't As Good As I Once Was, is the song that epitomizes my life. All right. Perfect example of coaching. There was never, in Nick's grade, those kids that I absolutely love and adore, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, six years. Third, fourth, and fifth, those motherfuckers never beat me in a race. Ever. Right. I've got fucking third graders beating me in the running <laughs> race this year as a coach. So, yeah. ain't as good as I once was. Yeah, but if you look at that knee, Mike, it looks like you got like a... a, a not the like point. You got a, like <laughs> Not the point, Dave. It's like, I ain't as good as I once was. Cause those kids couldn't beat me till the fucking sixth grade, and that was only one or two of them. Seventh grade, it was like eight or nine of them. Eighth grade... Probably every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking group, fucking third graders are beating me now. Yeah. And it's just crazy. It looks just, like you've got a cantaloupe between your femur and your... That's fine. That's your, not their problem. That's not their problem. It's like, hey, my coach is an old fucking geezer. I, but that's why I choose. I ain't as Did you try to run? One. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, I run. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't fucking... I, they're no holds barred. It's... I. I try to do what I did for Max and Nick when they were fourth, fifth, sixth grade. I just don't pull it off as successfully, so now I just have to yell louder. <laughs> so, but yeah, so that is my, my song is, hey, if you're not familiar with it, Google it, <laughs> iTunes it, Spotify it, song, Toby Mike. Keith, I ain't as good as I once was. I got gotcha. you. All right. Good song. All right. Let's rate this one. This is Liberty Bell Ringer. It's a double dry hopped double IPA from Victory Brewing. 8.7%, 76 IBUs. Huh. Great IPA. Good flavor. But again, I put it kind of, I don't know. I'm almost, now I'm having Raiders remorse. Uh... On the Wizards and Gargoyles, because I'm thinking this is along the same line. I mean, it's a good IPA. There's nothing taking it over to the top. Um, maybe I rated that one a little bit too high at 3.80. I want to put this one at 3.65. All right. Well, it's funny you mentioned your rankings on Wizards and Gargoyles. Because that rating was 3.80. And for Liberty Bell, I went 3.80. Because, oh really? as the listeners know, I go on a pod basis. And my favorite of the night was the El Chavo Mango Habanero Hard Cider, which I rated at 3.85. I Clearly like Liberty Bell better than Wizards and Gargoyle because I wasn't misled with the coffee flavor. Right. So I couldn't, I had to go higher than 2.90, but lower than 3.85, so I went 3.80. All right. Well, let's check in with uh, Untapped and see where that crowd rated it. And it looks like at 19,000. Wow, so you... Your three, your three yeah. offerings came with sixty nine thousand check-ins. check-ins. Yeah, at nineteen thousand check-ins, 
It looks like 3.83. So you were you were kind of more with the untapped crowd than I was on this one. Yeah, just a, just a bit outside. <laughs> one last pull of the old Liberty Bell. Yeah, very solid IPA selection. Odd that I rated hard cider higher, but hey, <laughs> live and learn. Life go life goes on. And Dave, oh no, we come to my least favorite part of the pod. Yeah. So I look down on the bottom of my glass. I can see I'm out of beer or cider. <laughs> and as the late great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. She said, I seen you in here before. I said, I've been here a time or two. She said, hello, my name is Bobby Joe. Twin sister Betty Lou And we're both feeling kinda wild tonight You're the only cowboy in this place And if you're up for a rodeo I'll put a big Texas smile on your face I said girls I ain't as good as I once was I got a few years on me now But there was a time